I don't very often get to do show and tell, but I am this morning. In case you didn't meet, this is my spouse, Bruce, and uh, he's been here this week. Yay! Been a delight to show him around the area here and to spend some time together, so glad you're here. <laughs> the other thing I want to say to you is I hope you'll take a moment when you uh, leave worship this morning to take a look at the artwork you did. All of the Jubilee artwork is out here on this big table. There's some on that desk out toward the door. So take a moment and see what, uh, see what you did. It's very, very good. So this morning, uh, the scripture kind of reminds us of a couple of things that, you know, maybe we just assume not here. But nonetheless, it has to do with patience. And you know, the good Lord has got to be patient with us. And Jesus most certainly was a patient person. How many different times do you think it took for the disciples to get it in terms of how life was going to go on? He appeared to them. He cooked breakfast for them. I mean, all these different things. And still, you know, you can almost hear them saying, what? What are you talking about? But nonetheless, Jesus sort of just keeps singing that song, that, that way of interacting with the disciples. And now we are the disciples. So now it's our turn to hear, and I believe that we really do need to pay attention because we're part of the flock, and we're part of the way in which God, even now, has sent an abiding spirit to be with us. We stand right here where those disciples did, and we hear that Jesus simply says, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will stand with you. The Father will send the Spirit in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. That sort of sums up life. What was, Jesus did, and what now needs to be done because of what Jesus did, listen up. I think that's kind of a good, concise way to look at it. But of course, you know, we're seldom concise people in this world. <laughs> we hear all kinds of talking all day long. Bless CNN's heart and everybody else. We can hear words all day. But you know, the idea that Jesus came and said that to us is wonderful. But honestly, we're probably too busy most of the time arguing about the way things are or how bad things are in this world to really remember what it is that Jesus says. We are sometimes just frantic about what I call command and control. I'm thinking that's a military term. I'm not real sure, but I think it is. Sounds like it. Command and control says, I am going to have it my way. You will get in line, period, the end. And the other side of that is to know the presence of the Holy Spirit, to lighten up, loosen up, and let God have it. We way are not comfortable with that. I'm not sure I can speak for all of us, but I think that's a real tough thing for us to be able to say, God has it in God's hands. But the shepherd's song is sort of the thread that goes through all of our lives, always has, always will. And that is truly a blessing, my friends. It's a blessing to hear that. So depending on, on the, the word thing, it doesn't matter which one you use. It can be Holy Spirit. It can be advocate. It can be ruach, which is the Hebrew for spirit of God. It can even be paraclete. And that word is simply... A, an English transliteration of the Greek word for advocate. Sometimes words don't matter that much when they all mean roughly the same thing. 
I, uh, I must say that sometimes I've gotten in trouble talking about the Lord's Prayer for that very reason. Because some places we always, everybody always says the word debt. And that is the way, yeah, if we do in Peoria. And I, I will tell you that once in a while you'll catch me looking at the screen leading the Lord's Prayer because I forget where I am sometimes. Because the last church I was at, we used the word sin instead of trespass. And you know, friends, here's what I think about that. Who cares? Pick one. Just say it. Isn't it more important for us to say the Lord's Prayer together, not necessarily in unison, because we're not all the same people, are we? Same thing here. Advocate, Holy Spirit, paraclete, whatever works for you. The problem is, is that we want to say it for somebody else. This isn't your gig. It is for you to pick out the word that resonates with your heart and know it. The shepherd song comes into our lives in such a way that we know that God truly is with us. We sort of understand or feel that. And if the word advocate is really not your word, maybe Holy Spirit is. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Our human words really stumble sometimes. It is more for us to understand the, the real nature of what we do. So whether we're saying the Lord's Prayer, we say it together. We lift our voices together. And we use the word that's meaningful. And here we've chosen to use the word trespass, but if that isn't yours, it's okay. I think that's the thing that we sometimes have the hardest uh, thing with, is that it's not about the old stuff, although it is. It's about the immediacy of the word and the world. It is about the old stuff because there isn't a person in this room who would be here if somebody hadn't talked to you about Jesus somewhere along the way. Somehow. And again, if it's Jesus, if it's Savior, if it's Shepherd, the labels don't matter. It is about the essence of our faith. It is about who are you going to follow. That's the important part. But the song of the shepherd that comes to our hearts and teaches us is what we need to be aware of, I think. We don't never, ever want to miss out on the enormity of God's love because it can't be contained within us or within this building. It is about the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ and therefore the Holy Spirit and with God. So there's this kind of this bridge in our lives that we will never, ever be left alone. And friends, I believe that's one of the greatest blessings in this life is to know whatever comes your way, you're not going to have to face it alone. Walter Brueggemann is one of the, the best theological writers of this day. And he says this, that this text that we just read attests that the world continues to be the venue where the gift of life is given. The God given to us in this trustworthy text is one who makes no distinctions, who authorized hospitality, is that not cool, and who opens prisons, breathes the world new, and assures good order in the world. And that is where I believe the command and control comes unglued. We do not need to worry about it because who is in control? It is God. But God gives the shepherd the song to sing to us. God gives us the joy of knowing connections in this life, of knowing what gets said to us in a way that we can hear it.
That is the blessing. It's up to us, I do believe, to realize the peace that comes our way and the peace that's given to us through the shepherd's song. There's an interesting take on this idea of spirit and advocate coming alongside us that we have known in Jesus. And it's this. It is not the work of the spirit to convey every new revelation, but to unfold every new understanding and interpretation and application and the once for all revelation of Jesus. As he said that all I have said to you, I give to you. I wonder what it would feel like to you to have an advocate, someone who is by your side, whatever comes along. I think that'd be one of the best possible things in this life to know that somebody has your back, whatever happens to you. It would be such a release from hopelessness to know that somebody's on your side. Oh, wait, that is what's going on, right? That is so. It is possible. We do have an advocate. We do have the Holy Spirit. Always have, always will. There is not anything you can do that's going to make God mad enough somehow to unhinge that. Just forget it. The advocate is ours, each one of us, in the way we need it, in the way we hear it. Someone does stand on our side. About uh, 500 years ago or more, uh, there used to be map makers, people who drew out the boundaries of the world. And at that point, you know, there was not what we know today. So at the end edge of the paper, and really, you know, that, that beautiful handwriting, beyond this place there be dragons. You may have seen some of those old maps. So that was sort of enough to say, beats me what's out there. But dragons are a fearsome enough thing to say, whatever it is, it can't be good. That's unfortunate because, you know, when we think about things that are unknown, our minds almost always go to fear. Ooh, I don't know what that might be, but I'm sure I can't handle it. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I, I sometimes kick myself for doing that, and I think, come on. What do you think might be out there? It could be something absolutely fabulous. Don't you think maybe that's the way God operates? Well, we do have an advocate with us. Yes, we do. We have the Holy Spirit who fires us up, who again nudges us when it's time to get going. We have the Holy Spirit at hand who says, just calm down. There was a little piece in that collage in one of the slides earlier. I don't know if you saw it down at the bottom. It was that little thing that said, keep calm and carry on. See right there? Right at the middle, at the bottom, see the red cross? And then there's a little crown, and it says, keep calm, and the rest of it is, and carry on. Sometimes that quote is attributed to Winston Churchill, but whoever said it, it's a good one. I have a big old coffee cup on my desk that says that. Somebody gave it to me some years ago. But sometimes that is what the advocate says as well. Just keep calm, carry on. It does not say keep calm and sit down and be done. It says keep calm, friends, and carry on. Life is at hand. I really like that. And I think, too, it's, you know, let's just think about this. From 500 years ago when there's dragons at the end of the page, and you think about now where you can get online and you can go almost to the edge of the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest, darkest part of the ocean on this planet. Well, there's probably not dragons down there either. Some scary-looking things, but... 
We know what's down there. We know that there's something down there that can be identified. You can go online and look at the surface of the moon. You can get close enough to almost feel like you could touch it. Mars. No, we don't know everything about the universe, but my goodness, we sure know a lot more than the dragon days, do we not? And whatever line of work you're in, things have changed a lot, probably, in the last even 20 years. Things used to be different. They are different today. We'll be probably in five more years. Life goes on, so we just have to keep calm and carry on. That is indeed what the, the shepherd song kind of says to us. It's that sort of in the back of our minds that when we just get completely wild about life or something that's about to happen to us or something that has just crashed in our spirits and our lives, the shepherd song comes along and says, peace I give to you. I'm not giving it as the world out there does. I'm giving you real peace. And if you don't think that's a blessing, I hope you will reconsider. The shepherd song simply says to us that we are to carry on, even in the midst of good Lord knows what, we carry on. We find some way to keep moving, keep going, because we have partners in this life. We have ways in which we come to know again the great new word that Jesus Christ has given to us. It's not stale, never will be. But the shepherd's song comes to us. It morphs into the place we need it. It's just like picking out the word that means something to you that really will connect with you. That is indeed what the advocate's role is in our lives, is to bring God's spirit forward to where we are now. It does not drag us backward to where we were. It brings that word forward to us. You may have seen that wonderful movie, The Life of Pi. Anybody see that? Pretty awesome. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure I wanted to see a movie about a guy stranded in a lifeboat with a tiger. <laughs> I thought that just can't end well. <laughs> but it actually is really quite an amazing movie. But the gist of it is this young man at a shipwreck, and he winds up with uh, a tiger. And so who do you think is going to win? But there was, in the face of that hopelessness, out in the middle of the ocean with nothing, no, there was a little kid of stuff, and this, this young man made amazing things happen just out of the little bits of things that he had to survive. It's, it's, it's a worthwhile movie, I think. But it's that whole notion of what is it that you need right now? No, he didn't necessarily need those bits of things or skills the rest of his life, but right then, oh, yeah. Sometimes that's the way it is, isn't it? Life brings you some adventures you choose not to have, maybe. Sometimes it comes in the form of, of all sorts of challenges. Sometimes it's in the challenge of health. Who knows what happens? But it is to know, friends, whatever comes your way, the advocate in Jesus' name is going to be with you. There's not anyone anywhere can take that from you. I think that's a powerful bit of peace because Jesus gives that in a way that we can't get otherwise. There is no way that the world can do what Jesus has done. I think that's where we are today is to help think about 
for ourselves and for others, how do we make use of the spirit in our lives? Are we willing to listen enough to be able to find a way to help us carry on? If you're willing to listen to the song of the shepherd, then you will probably hear it sung in a little bit of a new version because the advocate's the one singing now. God's spirit comes into this world to, again, bring us what we need to hear. We've got the great gift of understanding of the spirit moving among us. If we will just stop, even on those days when we have just kind of a swirl of all sorts of things in life, and remember, God's spirit is with you. Gail O'Day describes it like this. The work of the advocate, or paraclete, or whoever you want to call it, is two-dimensional. On the one hand, the role is essentially conserving, enabling the Christian community at any time in its life to reach back and remember the teachings of Jesus and to remember to bring Jesus' teachings fully afresh to us in new understanding. And on the other hand, the role as teacher is also creative, enabling the word of Jesus to move forward from its moment in history, to present life of the church and to give new meaning in the teachings of Jesus as changing circumstances of the faith community and the world demanded. So it's not that it's all done. It's not that it was ever once for all, when the disciples were all gone, it's over. Just go back and figure it out for yourself. Not hardly. That spirit, that advocate, what Jesus was trying to say to those disciples is so alive in your life. Because Jesus simply says, peace I give you, not as the world gives, but I give you peace. I hope you'll notice. It is indeed a blessing to notice that. It is a blessing in our lives when we are the ones who can share that invitation. It's something that we know as followers it's something that we know as those who indeed try and make sense of life in this world. Because Jesus models for us giving and how we are supposed to then give as well. We have the opportunity to do that in, in the church through giving of money, giving of time, giving of ideas. I hope that we will keep calm and carry on, but not just sit still. May we remember with a great deal of gladness that the advocate is ours. Amen. Part of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ is always to offer the invitation to membership here or to make the good confession that Jesus Christ is Savior. If that's something in your heart today, please know that you're welcome to do that. You can come forward during the service. You can see me after the service. Once again, it's not all one way. Whatever works for you, we want to connect. And we offer that invitation on behalf of our gracious and good Lord God.